Selamat datang and welcome to the Postpartum Wellness Show. I'm Dr. Krista Lau, your host and postpartum wellness consultant. In this show, I share insights and knowledge around approaching your postpartum journey through culture, traditions, and modern postpartum care using my combined experiences as a physician with scientific and public health background, an author, a foreign-born U.S. military spouse, and a mom of two. Join me in this exploration of motherhood, wellness, and heritage, where you will learn how to thrive in your postpartum journey and beyond. A quick disclaimer before we start today's episode. The content of Dr. Krista Lau's Postpartum Wellness Show does not replace medical advice from your health providers. Listening to this show does not establish a patient-doctor or client-provider relationship between you and Dr. Krista Lau. Please see your health provider for any medical concerns or contact your local emergency line for any urgent matters. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Postpartum Wellness Show. And today is the last episode of this mini-series on the confinement practice, part five of five. And today will be short and sweet because I just want to talk to you about the celebrations that you can do after you finish your 30-day confinement and how we can take some of these more traditional celebrations and make it more modern. There are two main celebrations that the Chinese people celebrate after mom has finished her confinement, and it is the full moon celebration and baby's 100th day. Now, both of these have been celebrated for a very long time, but in today's time and age, there is a lot more emphasis on baby's 100th day to a point where in East Asia, you have event planners who have the 100th day packages. It's kind of similar to how big baby showers are in the United States. Um, but the 100th day is huge for a lot of East Asian families. Hotel ballrooms can get booked out. It's a full-on, very glam party for some families and their babies. And I mean, it's good fun, really. So we'll start off with the full moon celebration and I'm looking down because I'm going to read from my book so you guys get the good stuff. Now the full moon is traditionally considered the full 30 days after birth and it is the first birthday of a newborn or the baby's full moon. Full moon because it follows the full lunar cycle from the new moon to the full moon or waning to waxing and it takes about 30 days. Now I remember being told by my mom that my Chinese birthdays I'm always a year older than my Western birthday age. And the reason for that is it seems that it's considered that the baby has started their life in the womb. And once they're born, when they reach this first 30 days of life, it's considered that you have kind of completed that first year of life from when you were conceived in your mom's belly. So that's something interesting um, to consider in that Chinese culture. Um, and this Full moon period is also, it also marks the end of the new mom's confinement month and she's now able to bathe, wash her hair and be presented together with baby to the family. So, of course, this is a massive, you know, avenue for celebration because when you think about a lot of these practices that comes from back in the ancient times where a lot of moms and babies don't really make it because there wasn't enough, you know, uh, advance medicine or clinical practices that helped, you know, improve maternal and infant's, you know, survival. So for baby to make it the first 30 days and for mom to recover from the rigorous activity of childbirth, 
it's an absolute cause for celebration. So that's one way of celebrating the end of your confinement. The other thing is to do baby's 100th day celebration. So what's interesting here is I also remember my mom telling me, hey, you know, even you finish your confinement after 30 days, maybe wait till three months after baby is born before, you know, take take your baby out, go to parties or have, you know, people come over to celebrate the baby. And her reasoning was that you want baby's immune system to grow, you want baby to get stronger before you introduce them to the whole world where there are germs out there and strangers coming to see baby or, you know, strangers to the baby at least. Um, But traditionally, these 100th day celebration comes from imperial ancient Chinese days, which is described in the book of rites called, um, in the section called the pattern of the family. I'll put the link in the show notes and just the uh, reference as well. So if you guys want to look this up, this information, you can find this online and read more if you're interested. So what they do during this time specifically is the shaving of baby's hair because as i've mentioned in a previous episode that the process of childbirth all the fluids and everything is considered dirty and unlucky and yes for those of you listening uh, i'm rolling my eyes those of you watching this you can see me do little eye rolls as i say things like that um it's believed that when the baby is born, they're covered in all the fluid that their hair is also polluted with all of these fluids. So at the hundredth day that they've lived that long and they're thriving, then it's tradition to shave off that hair, to shave off the pollution and the unluckiness so that you know they can continue to thrive after that. And that is where the hair shaving tradition came from. In today's time, there are families who still do the hair shaving, um, either at baby's full moon on the 100th day. And the reasoning now is instead of all these unluckiness or unlucky fluids in the hair, it's the belief that shaving the hair will cause the hair to grow back stronger and thicker. So if you want your baby to have thicker hair, then go ahead and do that. Whether that's true or not, I haven't come across any evidence to show that. Personally, I did not shave my girl's head at all. So any hair that they've got right now has been there since they were born. But those of you who have, let me know in the comments um, or write me, how was this hair shaving practice for you? Did you think that it made your baby's hair grow back thicker? Or were you able to compare that with other members of your family or friends? Was one baby's hair thinner than the other? I would love to know and hear from you. So... The full moon celebration, 100-day celebration, what is done during this time is pretty similar. At the end of the 100th day, there is the bathing for mom and baby as well before they're presented for the celebration, very similar to the full moon. The other thing is the adornment and wearing of a lot of red clothes, a lot of gold jewelry, because red in Chinese culture means auspicious, it means luck, it means a lot of good things. And wearing gold jewelry as well. Well, it's gold, it's wealth, it's prosperity. It's all about being lucky, being bright, and having abundance. So these are the significance of wearing the color and gifting gold jewelry. So for my girls, I had a lot of family members and my mom as well. They gifted little baby anklets of gold, like actual, you know, depending on how wealthy your friends and family are, you you can give them as much precious gold as you would like. And again, thinking back to the ancient times, it was reasonable to do a practice like this because 
should anything happen, then the family will have this gold on hand to exchange for money for sustenance if there was ever any um, you know, need or emergency that arose. Because when you think about it, how often are you going to have your baby wear that gold anklet or the gold necklace? And they're going to grow so quickly, they're going to outgrow those jewelry. So it's really not just for fancy wearing. If you think about it, it's really more of the significance of gifting something that's traditionally has a lot of meaning for goodness and good luck. But at the same time, it also helps if you need to pawn it, <laughs> to put it bluntly. The other thing is red dyed hard boiled eggs. So this means you would boil the eggs and then use a red dye to color the outer shell. And that's it. There's no real flavoring to it. But again, the significance of a red dye means good luck and all of those. And the hard boiled egg signifies new birth and renewal of life, also including new beginnings, which that's the thing with babies. They are the next generation and that's what you're celebrating. So this red dyed hard boiled eggs are made and just distributed around to everyone at the party. But what can you do as a modern family? I mean, most of us now, we are living in the West, or even if you're back home in the East, a lot of parts of our countries, they are getting more modern, and we have a lot more things that we can do for either baby's full moon or 100th day. So you can still celebrate both if that is what you wish. For me, we did both celebrations, although we did that when we were in the States with very small groups uh, of people. But the idea was to have the 30-day full moon celebration only for the closest of family because we didn't want a big party when baby was only 30 days old. So for the full moon celebration, we did a very small dinner just with my in-laws and my side of the family with the newborn baby. For the 100th day, we did something a bit bigger. We invited friends. Of course, we invited family again. But it was a bigger party and baby, you know, was more robust at the time. And I was a bit more comfortable as a first time mom to allow other people to carry my baby as well. So that was a good time to have a bigger party for the hundredth day. So you could have both or you could just focus on one. And it's really up to you. If you do go the hundredth day and you're in that part of the world where you've got the party planners and the culture is there for a big celebration and that's what you want to do, then I say go for it because it's good fun. So one way of modernizing the full moon and the 100th day celebration is really to include mom. Because as the name of these celebrations already say, it's baby's full moon, baby's 100th day. So include mom, make this a day about her thriving in her motherhood journey, especially if you're a first time mom, you've made it 30 days in and even more so at the 100th day, you've made it three months and more. Shine the spotlight on her as well. Send her to have a big spa retreat with manicures, pedicures, help her have her makeup done if that's what she would like, get her hair done, get her a new outfit. And so that when she comes up to the party, it's also about her as much as it's about the baby. Give her a gift as much as you're going to gift baby maybe gold anklets, a red packet, a hong pao. Give mom something too. Maybe a gift card to go somewhere so she can treat herself. And a lot of things in my book, it's not really changing traditions so much. It's really adjusting. It's really also about adding mom back into the picture, bringing her back to the center of attention, shining the spotlight back on her. 
And I think that's a very important thing for us to do because we are starting to see that the burnout among moms, the feeling of invisibility once you know a woman enters motherhood, our moms and aunts and the women before us have all experienced that. And I feel really strongly that by doing things this way, by bringing the woman and the mother back into the picture, is going to help our next generation of women and mothers to feel really appreciated and to look forward to this because, and this is only a thing I can say for myself, was I definitely did not look forward to motherhood at all or becoming a woman because all the narrative that I had grown up around was you sacrifice so much and you put yourself last that you should never be the center of attention anymore after you become a mom. Uh, That honestly, I can say was a big part of why my postpartum depression was also pretty bad um, because of things that have, I've grown up around, never really thought about, but had come out quite strongly as soon as I stepped into the mom's shoes. So, but that's a story for another day. Now it's all about celebrations. And one thing you could do as well is for those of you in the West and you have had a baby shower, you could do something similar during the full moon or the hundredth day. You could incorporate games as well. And there's no traditional games, not that I know of. Well, besides uh, the one on the hundredth day, if your baby can crawl or, or you know reach for things, then there is that game about well, which item or which fruit or vegetable will your baby reach for, and that will you know forecast their future career, which I think is just hilarious because they can't really see that well at that age anyway. So whatever they pick is just going to be the most shiny thing that they can get their hands on. So uh, yeah, do with that information what you will, but most importantly is just to have fun. Now for food that you can have during this time, if you're going to have a party planner and you're going to host it at a hotel or an event space, then, you know, eat whatever you like. But if you're having it at home and you want to have it in a more intimate setting, what you could do is do a hot pot because we're talking about Chinese cultures here, traditions and practices we love a good steamboat. Well, in Malaysia, we call it steamboat, hot pot, I guess, um, for, for other Asian diasporas. But yes, you can you can do that at home because you're just cooking food around this, you know, steaming hot soup and get those pots that have a divider in the center so you can have spicy soup on one side and a clearer broth on the other side. And hey, everyone with different spice tolerance, they can have whatever they like. Another thing a lot of Malaysians do is have uh, angku kueh. For those of you listening, if you pop on the blog, I'm going to put pictures there. Those of you on YouTube, I'm going to show show you a picture here. Uh, kueh is essentially a steamed cake, a steamed dessert. They're from the Malaysian Nonya culture. And I know our peers in Indonesia also have similar cakes. So we call them kueh. And the reason that the angku kueh is called as is because it's tortoise shaped. And the reason for having this during the 100th day and the full moon celebration is because the tortoise signifies long life because they live for so long. So having angku kueh is one way, uh, one food that you could incorporate. Another thing that I've actually asked my mom about is having the yi sang. So this is... uh, I suppose a translation or a description that I can best describe, which is what I called it in my book, is a prosperity salad toss because this dish comes from Chinese New Year, a Lunar New Year. And it's uh, created in Malaysia. And what happens is this massive salad with fish, with 
all the ingredients signify some form of prosperity, wealth, and good luck. And what's fun about it, just like the hot pot and the steamboat, is you mix the salad together with a big group of people and you shout. You just shout and have a good time. You shout well wishes for, you know, for, for whatever you're tossing to at the time. So I asked my mom if, you know, would this be a good thing to do during the hundredth day or the full moon because you're getting people together and she and she said, why not? Because it's such a fun thing and it's got such a good meaning behind the dish. So that's why I suggested that as a dish to do for these uh, two celebrations. And um, go get my book if you want more about my special recipe for the sauce and uh, other ideas on what you can do for these celebrations. It's in chapter 10. So yeah, that's that for the mini series on confinement. So if you guys have any questions, please drop a note in the comments, the YouTube video comments, or write me. I'm going to put a link in the show notes so you guys can just contact me easy. I hope you enjoyed the series so far. Let me know what you think. I would absolutely love some feedback so I can make things better or expand the series into something, um, you know, based on what you guys want to hear. So yeah, if you want to go back, there are five parts to this. I'm going to link it all in the description so you can easily find things. And I will see you in the next episode. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you and Tarima Kase for tuning in. Please leave a review on your favorite podcast platforms. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave a comment below the video. I appreciate you in helping me improve the show. And I will see you in the next episode.